The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. I want to give a quick shout out, shout out to Scott Haskin for that fantastic music. He's got a uh, book out, a new book out. You guys can go to scotthaskin.com and check it out. And if you're looking for some music of your own, he does a great, great job. I am on with Paul Michael Bolin, who you're like better than you like me. How are you doing, Paul? <laughs> I'm hot, but that's about it. It's it's pretty hot here. We actually have a Trump-free opening. I'm I'm really excited about this. We get to spend our time talking about Hollywood, actually talking about Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that'll be refreshing. <laughs> It'll be a nice change. Well, to start it yeah. off, just to ruin the vibe. So Marissa Tomei was cast as Aunt May in the new Spider-Man. She yeah. got excited that she got cast in a Marvel film, didn't look too much into it, but then was apparently offended as hell that she was cast as an old woman. Hey, hmm. The last person to play this part was Sally Field. Again, I, that's, that's kind of where I'm coming from. But the argument was she's 51, she doesn't want to play a gray-haired old lady and blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, that that's kind of the argument. Is it's kind of, it, it's the she's fifty one. There's nothing wrong with her playing Aunt May. No, then uh, look, I haven't seen the new Spider Man yet, but I loved her in the uh, in Civil War. The little uh, back and forth she had between Downey Jr. That was fantastic. Yep. Well, she's incredible in general. Um, I know everyone makes fun of the Oscar thing and all of that, but she is a very, very, very good actress. Um, and I the last Oscar, she did get that Oscar because they, if it was if her <laughs> name wasn't on that card, they would have called it up and changed it. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting to me that people are still so on her. Um, I I don't think she should have publicly come forward and made that crack. But I but also she was comparing it to the comic books. Her and her her brother uh, told her who Aunt May was because she didn't know. Mm-hmm. She did realize that she was kind of like being the guardian of Spider-Man, right? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way. It's a little surprising to me. I know ageism's kind of a thing in Hollywood, but I don't kind see of? a problem casting. Yeah, kind of. Let's not even get into that. It's a huge thing because for some reason, Catherine Zeta-Jones is fine making out with Sean Connery, but, you know, let's reverse those roles and suddenly, you know, you're getting the graduate. Um I remember a wonderful episode of The Office where Cloris Leachman laid, uh, made out with Jack Black. So I, I was very happy with that one. Cloris Leachman's she, freaking awesome. Yeah, and I believe she was wearing only uh, bubbles at the time. 
<laughs> now I have to see the office. Thanks, Paul. Um, so she's <laughs> complaining about that. That has been an interesting one. And Laura Dern has turned into a really popular meme. For those that don't know, she's the blonde lass from Jurassic Park. That would probably be her biggest role. Um, but she's really good at crying and cries in a lot of her films. But she's got this really great crying face that everyone's using for these memes. Yeah, I think it's a bit from Steel Magnolias, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at a couple of them. I'm not going to repeat some of the words that are there, but, you know. I would not, yeah, I would not repeat some yeah. of the words that are there. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's interesting to me that that's kind of, we're getting a resurgence of the older actresses in a way we haven't before. It's good, right? I think it's great, and I think it's great that we're, you know, aside from Marissa Tomei getting upset about playing Aunt May, who I keep wanting to call Auntie M, um, I think it's great that the that Hollywood is um, does have a place, and we're getting more of a place than we used to for women as they get older. Yeah, and, and then, well, I also did, uh, did you hear about the, uh, the Golden Girls getting uh, a reboot? Yes, I did. I'm not happy about that. They should not and be doing, doing that. And they're doing it with old gay men. Fantastic. I heard about the reboot. I did not hear they're doing it with old gay men. Yeah, apparently oh, George Takai is on the short list. So. Well, I, if George Takai is in it, it will be it will be fantastic. It will be fantastic. And today, you know, in today's day and age, you're not going to get blacklisted from Hollywood, for Hollywood from being gay. You know, my, my two favorite um, actors, one Zachary Quinto, um, the other is Luke Evans, are both gay. And so I just, I love them. But it, it's not the death sentence it used to be. But speaking of blacklisted, that's one of our topics today. We're going to be oh, talking... Oh, yeah, yeah, for the guest. Yeah, we're going to have Jean Coulter on later in the show. She's worked on MASH. She's worked on the Blues Brothers, The Young and the Restless. She was blacklisted um, because she actually put forward a sexual harassment suit against her stunt coordinator, Roy Harrison. Oops. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not uncommon knowledge. I've had problems on set with people, and my boss has told me to shut it. And it's happened multiple times. And I mean big-name actors. You know, anyone that worked in the industry. Bill Cosby was not a freaking secret. Everyone knew. You just, you warn the girls yeah, who care about him yeah, not to work with him. Yeah, did you see him, like, you know, pulling off his hey, hey, hey thing at the freaking... That was he, uh, so inappropriate. I'm like, dude, seriously? Talk about going yeah. on the how not to get uh, sexual harassment charges filed against you tour or something like that? Ugh. I'm well. They're gonna they're gonna redo the case because it was hung. So they're gonna redo the case. I'm just mm-hmm. astounded that he would come out with the hey hey hey. It's it, it's ridiculous. I'm not. He's got a certain level of narcissism that just allows him to do what he can do with and still sleep at night. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to throw in there um, him and Nicolas Cage. Like there are just some guys in Hollywood that are complete douchebags. Not a lot of them, but when you, boy, when they're there, they're there. Uh, it was like the issue that Kesha had after being raped. Everyone knew what happened, but the argument was she brought it public. So Hollywood still kind of has that issue. I know I've had issues with actors and actresses on my sets where I've been told to keep things quiet. I've 
had issues where apparently I hired too many black crew members and it was too, and I quote, dark behind the scenes. By the way, this was for a BET show. So it was fine. The cast was black, but not behind the scenes. It's really, it's really amazing. The level of stupidity that still exists, but it's mostly with the old boys, like the really old boys that have been there for a while. They, Uh They haven't moved out of that. Um, switching gears to young women in Hollywood, apparently the season, the Game of Thrones season, season seven is going to be all about Daenerys. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've yet to see a trailer because I'm, you know, I, I try not to see trailers for something that I've already sold on, you know. Gotcha. You don't want it to ruin it. <laughs> You're already going to watch it. I actually no, read the anyway. first. I read the first book and I didn't like it. I watched the first season and I didn't like it. I'm like I'm the one person fan. that didn't like it. I I don't know what's wrong with me. I just didn't like it. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I don't get it. I I just I don't like stuff that makes me sad. I deal with drama all day, so in my spare time I like comedy. I was good until her husband died. I worked with uh, him years and years and years ago. Um, he also did a great job in Conan, but there was no sexual chemistry with the lead actress, and I blame her because he's awesome. Um, and he's going to be the new Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But Jason I absolutely, Momoa, I think his name. Yep, yep. He and he's married to one of the girls from the Cosby from the to the eldest girl from the Cosby Show. Oh, so Lisa it, Yep. They've been married wow, for, for a really long. Yeah, they've been married. They've been married for years before he was famous, and. Um, They've been together forever and ever and ever. But I worked with him years back, and he and I were friendly. Uh, <laughs> is that a polite way of saying it? No, he's, he's a really nice guy. But I'm really glad to see him coming up because I love, I love to see good people get what they deserve. Just the flip side of the Bill Cosbys. And then, yes, of course, speaking happen. of yeah, and speaking of good people getting what they deserve, no, uh, I'm going to go the opposite direction here. So... Um, the new, the new girl in uh, Ben's new life is apparently Maria Mane- uh, Maneos from SNL. So Ben Affleck left Jennifer Garner for the nanny. They still haven't divorced, blah, blah, blah. And now he's dating one of the producers from SNL. So he's kind of, he's, he's doing his douchebaggery around Hollywood. Uh, well, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. I like Jennifer Garner. She's a nice human being. Yeah, I'm like one of the few people actually liked uh, Electra, you know. So I'm not even talking about as an actress, but yeah, I really like that. Did you hear what happened to Jim Carrey? He's getting sued by his ex, his late girlfriend's family. She ended up late killing girlfriend? herself. Yeah, she ended Ooh. up killing herself. Um, and they're giving, and he's got a wrongful death suit coming over him in his ex's suicide. <sighs> Okay. Why? Why? Because because he's rich. I mean, really, that's all it is. He didn't do anything. It's his ex girlfriend. They weren't still involved. He didn't. He wasn't even speaking to the woman. Um, and now he's got. He's being sued for wrongful death by the woman's estranged husband. Hmm. So he's not with this woman anymore. They break up. She gets with Jim Carrey, and she commits suicide. And now the ex-husband, who had nothing to do with this whole situation, is suing alongside the woman's mother. Okay. Well, well, 
Again, well, you, can sue, you can sue anybody for anything. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted to see if that actually, you know, if it actually happens. Because well, when you're describing it, he doesn't have He obtained have any... the drugs. He obtained mm-hmm. the drugs that, that she took to kill her under the fa- false name uh, Arthur King. And he provided them, knowing that she was Ooh. prone to depression and had previously attempted suicide and that she'd given him, he, he'd given her like three STDs without warning. Well, they've already disproven some of this. He did admit that the medications were he were his medications that he did get in that name because he doesn't like to put his name out there when, you know, he's picking up medication and things. Um, but he didn't give them to her. She took them from him. Hmm. I don't know how you prove something like that. I, well, I mean, there's a certain amount of liability when you, when you have your drugs and if somebody else gets into your drugs, drugs especially prescription drugs, there, and there's a bit of responsibility there. That's, that's where it is. So um, his deposition's coming and they're saying, and this is a quote from the family, I don't agree with this, but I'm reading it, uh, he will now be forced to answer questions about how he gave Mrs. White three STDs, humiliated and demeaned her, then gave her the drug she used to kill herself. We're counting down the days until the truth is known. That's from the lawyers of the family. Um, Kerry's attorney says the truth has been known for some time. A troubled woman took her life and Jim Kerry had nothing to do with it. He looks forward to his deposition being taken because the truth will ultimately prevail. And there's nothing in his, dep- uh, his deposition that's going to change the truth. The reality is here. Well, first reality, we have two minutes until break. You can't. There are no criminal charges. Criminally, he did nothing. So this is all obviously in, in civil court. Mm-hmm. You can't sue. If I have a bad breakup, my family, I don't think, should be able to go sue my boyfriend if I kill myself or my ex-boyfriend. Right. And certainly my ex-husband shouldn't be allowed to go do that. Right. Uh, but, I mean, we're, this is, you know, the way our courts are set up, you can sue for this. Whether or not you win, that's a whole other ball of wax. I still think it's awful. I understand that it they're hurting. It is awful. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying that that's just how it works. If he, if the, if it goes against him, then there's some weird things going on. If it, yeah, if it goes against him, ooh, then there's probably something we don't know that's gone on. But I'm a little, I'm a little shocked that they that this that they would do this. Um, it just sounds to me like they want to. Like like they want to get something out of it, and like they want someone to blame, which you can't blame them. Right, right. They, and they don't want to blame their, their daughter, who's more at blame for most of this than... Exactly. You know, that's... I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know that sounds very cold, but, I mean, she committed the act. I, I completely agree. Mm. I don't know. I just... It saddens me a great deal. Um, I do want to quickly say, though, uh, before we go to break, I want to give my condolences to Stanley and... J.C. Lee and their family, um, Stan Lee's wife just died. Yeah, how long were so, they together? Uh, forever. They were, they were together since they were in their 20s. And he's 90-something now. 70 years or something like that, right? Yeah, some, some ridiculous, I mean, some ridiculous amount of time. So, um, Stan Lee is coming to Comic-Con in Palm Springs. I know Paul will be there and I'll be there and we'll be doing a show live from there. Um, I'm just... I'm I'm really sorry for him. I've he's a really nice human being. 
And yeah, he's always it, spoken very highly of her. Like she was his rudder. She really was. And, it, you know, I, I hate to see how this is going to affect him. It's really heartbreaking. So I'm glad we got through an entertainment section actually talking about entertainment. I'm sorry we had to end on such a bad note. When we come back, we are going to be on with your favorite doctor and mine, Dr. Russ. Then we have our very, very special guest. We're going to be talking about blacklisting in Hollywood and what it's like to work on MASH, The Blues Brothers, The Young and the Restless, and a million iconic shows. Maybe not a million, but you know what I mean. With Gene Coulter, I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Boland. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What is your purpose? In the journey that we call life, our values are pre-programmed into us before we're born. During our lives, we pick up life's lessons and soul connections along the way. We explore this path on Soul Sessions with Solstice, featuring hosts Delana Davis and Rita McRae. Our program is designed to help you more confidently live from your heart and not just your head. Tune in live for Soul Sessions with Solstice every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric E.Z. Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking about all things Hollywood. But right now, we are going to move into one of my favorite segments and yours with the amazing Dr. Russ. We, of course, have Paul Michael Bolin on. Dr. Russ, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Summer. Hi, Michael. Paul, rather. Um, I'm happy to be here. I, um, my answers, I think, today will be... Uh, Rather brief in, in keeping with 100 degree, 120 degree weather outside. <laughs> so, anyway, it's good to be here. 
Well, it's wonderful to have you, and I completely understand, and we always appreciate your time. So I'm going to dive right into the questions. The very right. first one was a personal question from you, from Alana in Newark, New Jersey, which I have heard of in movies, but I didn't know it was a real place. How do you feel about the Big is Beautiful movement? I, I do feel that Big is Beautiful, but uh, that's more of an aesthetic judgment uh, and not a health not a health statement. Um, and it goes to the point that when we look at or assess someone's weight, we use the concept of body mass index. That's a term that originates in the insurance industry where they actuarials calculated the health risks of being at a particular weight. And uh, they found um, that, that the higher the uh, body mass index, the greater the health risks. So that, that's where uh, this uh, uh, approach to weight loss comes from. It's not an aesthetic uh, uh, judgment at all. It's, it it ha- equates to health. In other words, the more you weigh, the more likely it is that you're going to be diabetic, uh, have high blood pressure, clogging of the arteries, uh, coronary artery disease. So um, uh, that, that's, that's my uh, opinion as a bariatrician. That is a doctor who uh, is expert in, in weight matters. So I'm afraid that uh, it's, uh, it's not so much a matter of health that the listeners referring to, but an aesthetic judgment. Uh, well, that makes sense. So, Alana, Dr. Ross thinks you can be big and beautiful, but you need to be healthy, and that's his concern. That's a wonderful, wonderful answer. The next question is from Ray in Coldwell, Idaho. My weight is beginning to cause my penis to disappear. It's beginning to itch, and the skin is peeling around it. How do I fix it without exercising? I have bad knees and diabetes. Oh, well, that's a, quite a uh, situation, and uh, uh, the fact that he's diabetic may be at play here. Uh, and I, I'd, I'd urge the listener to uh, get an antifungal medication such as Lotrimin uh, to heal up his penis. It, it sounds like he has a, uh, a fungal infection, which... It is actually quite common um, on the penis for diabetics. Um, diabetics can get incontinence. Uh, the urine is high in sugar, and it's just the perfect um, milieu for uh, fungal infections. Uh, I'd say that um, that uh, Ray uh, might also benefit. Uh, from uh, some sort of weight loss regimen, such as the Palm Springs diet, or uh, uh, also he might consider seeing his primary care doctor to advise him uh, uh, regarding a weight loss program. Uh, There are weight loss medications that are available by prescription only, and uh, I I think that's uh, what he's going to have to do. 
Thank you so, so much for that, Dr. Ross. So, Ray, listen in. Get yourself a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Talk to your doctor and you will start to feel better and get some antifungal cream. Our next, our third question is from McConnick in Fort Myers, Florida. I just got out of the military and stopped the PT, which which is causing me to gain weight rapidly. I do not have time around my new work schedule to work out, and sometimes I'm just too depressed to do it anyway. What can I do? Well, I, I think this fellow uh, uh, needs to get happy. Uh, it sounds like he's going through a lot of uh, adjustments in his uh, life. Uh, uh, if he can get exercising and get the endorphins circulating, uh, and that would make it easier for him to get going. It sounds like he's a bit overwhelmed. Uh, depression may be at play uh, because from the sounds of it, he's like on a race to the bottom, uh, and uh, so he needs to be uh, evaluated for for that, and uh, that's where I would start. Um, It it can be very overwhelming um, just getting out of the service or just graduating from college. Um, Anything transitional. uh, I'm surprised sometimes how uh, these transitions cause lots of health problems, but then... uh, People get a job, um, they acclimate, they, they start feeling better. Uh, I've been, been reading a book uh, called Addiction, and they were talking about the soldiers who uh, were overseas in Vietnam, and a really astounding number of them were uh, heroin addicts. And, you know, it was a, it was a difficult environment of, uh, bullets whizzing by and, you know, far away from home. And uh, when they got home, practically all of them just uh, got over it. They, they were not addicts anymore. So I think this is something like uh, what McConaughey is going through, uh, just adjustment uh, issues. And it, it doesn't sound like he's uh, going to be pulled down by this. He'll, he'll get through it. That's let really, us know really good how things to know. go. <laughs> yeah, please, please write back in and let us know how it goes. Um, Dr. Ross, which was your favorite question this week? Well, Summer, the third question was uh, moved me, and I, I'd say uh, McConnick deserves a, a copy of the book. That can so, help him with his weight gain, Health, healthy eating. Healthy eating. So we're going to send um, McConnick in Fort Myers, Florida, a copy of the Palm Springs Diet, courtesy of Dr. Ross. And for those of you that want your own copy, you can go to Amazon.com, AuthorHouse.com, or KennethRussMD.com and get your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet. I believe they're also coming out now with sprays and different things to help you along. I don't know if they're out yet, but I promised I'd tell you when they are. Um, get a copy of the book. You'll feel healthier. You'll feel better. And it'll just all around get you moving. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome, Summer. Hope to see you soon. Th- thanks a lot. Thank no you, problem. Paul. And we always love to have Dr. Russ on the show. He ge- always gives the best advice. When we come back, we are going to be talking to Jean Coulter who's known for her work on MASH, the Blues Brothers, the Young and the Restless. And we're going to be talking about Hollywood, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what it's like to be blacklisted. I'm Summer Helene. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with host Thomas Rosenberg. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as Thomas speaks with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking about all things Hollywood. I do want to give a quick shout out to everybody that owns my butt because these are the companies that own me just a little bit. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Adrian Alcanta Hair Studios. If you guys get a chance, go on down there. It's very hard. You can't find them on Google Maps, but go on down. You will get the best hair of your life. I do it for the red carpets. Aloft Phoenix Airport Hotels. A whimsical hoot and bespoke glass slippers. They always give me great shoes for red carpets. Marchingapparels.com. The AZ Corps. You guys will see them at Palm Springs Comic Con. Vivix Printing. True Rest Sedona and True Less Rest Las Vegas. Those are great float spas if you need it. And when I'm in LA and I can't get to Sedona or Vegas, I go to Float Therapy Spa in Huntington Beach. Now, if you guys can tell me three people that were blacklisted in Hollywood and why on Facebook or Twitter, I will give you free ATV rides at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. Now, I'm very excited with my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin, who you all love. To welcome to the show, Jean Coulter. Jean's known for her work on MASH, The Blues Brothers, The Young and the Restless, and was blacklisted uh, because of her sexual harassment suit against stunt coordinator Roy Harrison. I'd like to welcome Jean to the show. Thank you, Summer. Nice to be with you. 
thank you so much for being on the show. Um, stunt Now, stunt women in general are, are not as a common a thing in Hollywood as people would think. We've had a few stunt women on, but something that people don't talk about is being blacklisted. So I want to hit both of those topics. Um, first, can you tell the audience just a bit about yourself? Well, um, I'm known for Jaws 2. Uh, I was blacklisted, but about four years ago, all of a sudden, I had tons of fans. So I've been brought back kind of into the business, and um, that's because of the work I did. So um, that's kind of nice. At least, you know, I left, and now people know my work. So uh, at least I'm getting back some way, you know, after 20 years of doing stunt work. Well, talent always overrides stupidity. That's that's what I that's what I think at least. Um, now, you you've worked on Mash, you've worked on The Young and the Restless, you've worked on The Blues Brothers. I mean, you've worked on some pretty iconic films, which and TV shows. What was your favorite film? Well, I I love Jaws too, and it it really put me on the map. I believe, uh, although I loved working on Charlie's Angels for all the years, uh, I liked working on the Bond movie. Uh, there's several shows that I really enjoyed doing, and and I did the hard stunts, so uh, I was lucky that I was able to get in there and, and do the hard stunts. I also stunt coordinated, which at the time I was in, most women weren't allowed to do because that supplies work to other women, and, you know, it, it allows you to do the hiring, which is rare in Hollywood for a woman to do uh, in the stunt coordinating business. So uh, I was fortunate in a lot of ways before I was forced out. I also was the only woman in the business to have a, a camera car company. I started it, developed it, and got it working. It's still working today. So that was another thing that I did that I got to accomplish and uh, before I left. You're really just kicking in all the doors. <laughs> well, um, I had to. I, you know, I had two children, and, and I had to work, and I loved sports, so that's the field I chose was doing stunt work. I, I wasn't a great actress, and that's where I started at five years old was acting. And uh, when I started doing stunt work, I was just in seventh heaven because um, I was able to do a lot of the hard stunts, and I, I enjoyed them, even though at times, you know, you get hurt because that's your job. It's dangerous, and, and that's what happens happened so um i don't know i was fortunate <laughs> i i'd say so and i always tell young actresses it, it's people like you um dev ross sherry lansing i mean it, it's women that have done this and gone in and kicked open the door for the rest of us well somebody was has to do it you know somebody has to stand up and say no it's not right and i'm not going to stand for that unfortunately you know you you don't really uh, succeed in, in what you want to do. But at least everybody knows. It's brought out into public and everybody knows what's going on. I was in TV Guide and in all the magazines, so it got a lot of press. And it made women aware of what was happening. And there were a couple of uh, stars in there, too. I think Morgan Fairchild was in there. Um, you know, a couple of, uh, of the actresses that, that had the same thing happen to them. So it's not easy. You're just really kicked out of the business. And there's not much you can do, you know, that um, make people aware of what's happening. And that's something I, I talk a lot about and Paul and I talk a lot about on this show. Um, there is a very, very dark side to Hollywood that not a lot of people know about. 
Um, I've been on sets where bad things have happened and the first thing they do is bring up the non-disclosure agreements, tell you what you can't say. You look mm-hmm. at singers like Kesha that were assaulted by her manager. You look at the situation even with Bill Cosby. This isn't a hidden thing. Um, and people really get pushed out when when this happens and you fought back. Well, I had no choice. I mean, it, it was my career. Um in the end, I lost everything. I lost a big home I had built. I lost my camera car company. But most of all, I lost my career, which I loved. Um, so I didn't have a choice. I had to fight back. I had to tell everybody what was going on, and hopefully it would help other women, you know, in the future. So um, I, I didn't have a choice. That was it. You, you <laughs> 20 stepped years into- is a long time to do stunt work. It really is. And you stepped into not only a male-dominated industry, but one of the most male-dominated parts of the male-dominated industry. Um, Oh, for sure, for sure. You dealt with sexual... Most of the men are really, really nice. They're they're gentlemen and they're really nice. They it's are. just once in a while you run into somebody and you don't realize they have so much power and it ends up that you're kicked out and it's devastating. I was working 200 days a year and then the next year I worked 12. So that goes to show you how much power they have on. Um, in fact, I was working on, on a show after he told me I was blacklisted, and he walked onto the show and told the stunt coordinator to get me off. I was blacklisted, and he did it in front of everybody. He didn't even care. It was amazing. <laughs> so, I'd, pretty I'd love to say this is an uncommon occurrence. Unfortunately, it's not. This really, yeah. it, it still happens today. This isn't something, you know, a, a figment of, of Hollywood past. This still happens sure. today. Um, what sure. advice would you have for, for young actresses and stunt coordinators, producers, directors, these young women that get put in this position? Because Hollywood tells well, them to I, shut up. I, I would hope that they talk to people, talk to other people, and get it out what's happening, and maybe it could come out. Um, because it's not like you can go to court and have a judge and jury say, you know, okay, why did you blacklist her? That's not going to ever happen. So your only alternative is to talk to other people, talk to producers, talk to other people that might be able to help. Um, you know, other, otherwise try to go to court. There's no other alternative other than that, unfortunately, you know. Now, being blacklisted in Hollywood is usually saved for people that have done pretty horrendous things. For those that don't know, being blacklisted um, means you're on this invisible list of people that cannot and should not work. Um, it's been used inappropriately at points, you know, during um, the, the era of let's hunt the communists. It's been yeah, used in a... The McCarthyism, yes. It's been used inappropriately um, at different points in time. It's been used inappropriately in uh, Jean's case, but it's also been used appropriately to get people away that were dangerous to children. Here's the thing with blacklisting, and this is my personal opinion. Um, Most of the people I know that have been blacklisted for one reason or another, it's because they touched a child inappropriately or an actor inappropriately or something like that. My question is, get the police involved. It shouldn't be some magical secret list that, um, that Hollywood keeps. 
and it shouldn't definitely not be used to terrorize people, but it is a threat. And a lot of people don't realize, especially for women, what a big threat it is. Well, you know, when you're asked to go to somebody's bedroom with them and you refuse, I don't think you should lose your whole career and everything. In fact, I even oh, hell received no, you a should call. Have, yeah. You know, I received a call from another woman who was a stunt woman, not in any of the stunt women's groups. And she told me that if I didn't drop my lawsuit, the next stunt job I would take would be a disastrous one and I wouldn't make it. I'd be wiped off the face of the earth. And I took the hard jobs. I jumped out of cars. I did high falls. I did all sorts of, you know, hard work that would kill you. So, um, you know, I I really had to think about that also. It was what pretty is, frightening is, to think that they could, you know, do a stunt and, and have me killed. So um, you, there were so many things that I went through that was just unbelievable. And all because I wouldn't go to his room. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> what, what were you saying, Paul? Oh, I was going to ask, what, what, you keep saying hard stunts. Uh, what, what is that? And is there a soft stunt? Well, sure, there's a lot of, you know, driving in a car uh, where you have protection. Uh, there's a lot of stunts that, that don't involve jumping out of a car. Uh, there's a lot of stunts that uh, are just fight scenes. Uh, you know, there are easy stunts to do. There's not always the hard ones where, where, where you have a real chance of getting killed. So, um, yeah, a lot of the it- easy stunts the women take and you know a lot of the harder stunts they don't choose to do let me me ask what is the hardest stunt you've ever done well I think jumping out of cars is probably the hardest Uh, I jumped out of a car and the car was going 40 miles an hour and was on an airplane runway so um, I didn't have a lot of pads on because my clothes on Charlie's Angels were skin tight so when Ouch. I jumped out, you know, it was, uh, I had a concussion and, you know, bruises and things like that. I wasn't killed or anything, but um, my girlfriend went into convulsions. So it, it was a difficult stunt. And things like that, you know, they happen. I think what astounds me is you turn down going to bed with your superior who, by the way, if anyone knows or has dealt in the unions, he's not allowed to ask that in the first place. That's the rules. That's studio rule at every studio. Um, so he's not, he's not allowed to proposition you. So he does the wrong thing. He propositions you. You don't go to bed with him, and he decides to make your life a living hell. Right. Oh, that's, right. that's very that, – that sounds fair. That's reasonable. But, you know, it's <laughs> always your word against theirs. You know what I'm saying? It's always that. And even afterwards, when I filed a lawsuit, they told me they were going to get all the guys together and say that I went out with everybody, which was totally untrue. I never went out with any of them. So um, that was heartbreaking in itself to think that other men would stand up with him and say that. I mean, he didn't tell everybody the truth, obviously. So, well, he, you know, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a good idea for him to tell everyone the truth. <laughs> no, I would have loved to have gotten to court, but but that was squashed too. They said that uh, the statute of limitations was up, which was four years, but that was not true because it's continuing to this day. 
You know what I'm saying? There was no yeah. statute of limitations at that point. So um, I just think uh, money and politics and all of that really, uh, you, you, you can't win. You just can't win. Everything's against you. Well, it's. I think it's designed to be that way. And I think it's a little mm-hmm. surprising for people outside the industry to hear about the the difficulties that go on behind behind doors, especially because these aren't low-profile shows you're working on. This wasn't a right. low-profile person you were dealing with. I mean, these right. are on major I, sets, major films. Right. I was a top stunt woman in those years, too. I, I did the most stunts. I earned the most money. So uh, it wasn't like I was just somebody that came in to work a day here and a day there. No, I worked almost every day. So... Um, and and it's interesting it was, to see where people put their their loyalty. And what I mean by that is these are people you work with consistently, but they're, of course, concerned about their own job and their own ass because... Well, yeah, there, there, there it was. A lot of the stunt guys said, you know what, I can't do anything because my life, I have to support my family. I totally understand that. I really do. Uh, you don't win when you stand up, that's for sure. The only thing you can hope for is that you enlighten other women as to what's happening. We went to Screen Actors Guild and tried to get help, and they wouldn't help us. So it was pretty difficult, you know. Uh, that that uh, doesn't surprise three, me. Stag, I'm sorry. Really do, I said, I'm sorry. I said SAG can be very, very difficult and does not have a strong history of supporting women in these cases at all. Right, Exactly. Exactly, because the business is run by men. So hopefully someday there'll be more stunt women coordinators. There'll be more um, somebody in Screen Actors Guild that'll stand up and make sure things are fair. Uh, You know, I'm hoping things change. Well, it takes more women like you, and it takes more women opening the doors and more women speaking up. If you look at the case Bill Bill Cosby, I am astounded that that ever came out and it wasn't that was not a secret anyone that worked I mean that was not a secret everyone in Hollywood knew what he was up to um, uh-huh. my old boss made sure I never worked with him you know it was one of those uh-huh. don't go, don't talk to him don't look at him don't just know um, right. so it, it was the worst kept secret in Hollywood but it was still secret right. from the public because it was a money maker and exactly. so keeping keeping this and keeping your story specifically out of out of public view kind of calms everything down and it lets people forget that this goes on behind the scenes and that we're actually more prone. There are more cases of sexual harassment, more cases of rape, more cases of um, assault on and around film sets than there are in any other industry, believe it or not. We, it's terrible. Well, there's a lot of money involved. You know, when, you, when you're working, you're making a lot of money. These guys are making a lot of money. So they have a lot of power, and they're in with the power people. So who protect them? I mean, this man had uh, Spelling Goldberg's attorneys to represent him. So he yeah. had power behind him. He also had, there was also another problem, and I can tell you this um, from my perspective. I've worked as an executive as a producer uh, in every aspect um, behind the scenes of this industry. And my biggest fear is, is something like this happening on my watch. Because if one, one person announces it, it means I'm going to get lawsuits from 30 other people that didn't 
once this one goes down. So you become a huge threat. Right. And that's a terrible way of saying it. But if he did this to you, you would not have been alone. There would have been a lot of other women he did this to. And if they uh, dealt with oh, it yes. with you or acknowledged it, it means they would have had to have dealt with it in every other case. It it turns into the Bill Cosby. It snowballs and it snowballs and it snowballs. Exactly. I had talked to women who he, he almost raped them in a dressing room. So I know that he he had a girlfriend there when I was there. He offered me the show. I had another show. He told me I had all this great work to do, doubling the lead on a new Aaron Spelling TV series. And I only took the show because of the work he was going to provide for me, the car work and all the things that I were really big stunts that I was going to do. And then after I said, no, I won't go to your room with him, all of a sudden, the next day, I was off the call sheet for doing any of the car work. <laughs> so it changed very rapidly. But I know of a lot of women. He had girlfriends, you know, there that were working stunts. So um, it was, uh, he, he wasn't a good guy. And, no. you know, a lot of the guys are good guys, but this guy was really a bad guy. And unfortunately, all it takes is uh, one poison apple to spoil the bunch. I know Ooh. it. What we've obviously talked about what would have been considered your worst moment in Hollywood because there's no way this happening wouldn't be. What was your what was your best moment? What was your happiest moment? What was your greatest moment in Hollywood? Well, I think when I did stunt work, a lot of the guys would make wagers that I couldn't do it. And I think that being able to do, I, I know three specific stunts that I did that they made wagers, and I, I did it perfectly, and then they end up clapping for you. And if I, I did a stair fall, and it was like 29 stairs, and it all wood stairs, no pads, and at the end, the whole crew clapped for me. And to me, to be recognized as doing a good job, that that was the most satisfying thing ever, you know, so um, of your peers and people you're working with to clap for you on the set is, is pretty special. Um, now I, I'm so fortunate to have fans all over the world. So now they're saying my work is iconic and I'm probably one of the only women that have done all the different stunts that most people don't get a chance to do. So it's kind of coming around in the end of my life. So that's kind of nice. You know, but but I, I love the business. I grew up in the business. You know, my sister was a child star, so uh, I, I, I love the business. What can I say? It's sad that I was forced out, really. But um, hopefully other women will continue the fight and things will turn around and change for everybody. I'm, I'm certainly hoping for, and I'm staying in the business because I'm starting an international stunt women's association, and I'm going to fight for women's rights and, and enlighten women as to how to handle certain things that might help them. So I like that. If people want to find you on Twitter, on Facebook, on social media, where can they find you? Well, they can find me under Jean Coulter, or they can find me uh, under uh, International Stunt Women's Association. Uh, it's just getting off the ground, so um, it'll be a couple months. But under Jean Coulter, you can write me. So, guys, check her out. I do want to thank you for being on the show. We have a write-in from Twitter. They wanted to know who your sister was. You said your sister was a child star. Lori Martin. She did National Velvet TV series, Kate Fear, uh, a lot of movies <laughs> excellent 
Thanks, Summer, for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we're about to close out in about three minutes, but I want to ask, what advice do you have for young women trying to get into this business, for young men trying to get into this business? It's a pretty cutthroat business. What advice would you have? The best advice I can give them is know your craft. Take all the lessons you can take because God knows there's a hundred different kinds of stunts you have to know or you're not going to work. So if you know your craft and you really study hard and you really work hard, you'll be able to make it because you have talent and you know your craft. That's the best advice I can give you. Thank you so, so much for being on the show. I look forward to seeing, um, to keeping my nose in the Stunt Women's (laughs) Association. And I'd love to drag you on again and talk some more about that. If you'll, uh, if you, thank you so, so much. And thank you for sharing your story with us. I know it's not easy to talk about the good and the bad. um, And I know it's really not easy to talk about um, the dark side of Hollywood, but you really bring a light to it and an honesty and a forthrightness that doesn't exist in a lot of places in Hollywood. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Summer. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for being on the show. Guys, I'm Summer Helene. We were on with Paul Michael Bolan. This is Behind the Scenes. We were talking a little bit about the dark side of Hollywood. If you want to know more, if you want to talk to her, go check out uh, Jean Coulter. You can find her on Twitter. You can find her on Facebook. Uh, go check her out. Go say hi. And pay your dues. Get the work in. Work your way up the chain. Paul, thank you so, so much. This is Behind the Scenes, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.